Uh, welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Welcome. You got to do your welcome, and welcome, Phil. Welcome, welcome. I, I did say welcome, welcome. Did you oh. not hear me? No, it. Cut I out. did. I said, oh, okay. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, I, I hope everybody out there uh, is staying warm because Ohio, where we are, it's very cold. We've had just had a nice storm. No, yeah. Uh, and it's been, we've had a bad winter this year. I mean, more so than, than typically. Yeah. We've already had like maybe three good snows. Yeah, and, and a nice on top of that. Uh, well, do you have a, a drinking vessel that we can I do, on? and this is, I got this, this is my... Uh, Orlando Hard Rock Cafe. So nice. I'm thinking warm thoughts since it's cold outside. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's perfect. Established 1971. I didn't know. It really isn't that old. No. And I believe the first one, which I've seen, is in London. We're about in London, but I know really? it's next to... I'm not going to say because I'll look stupid if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's in London. That's I've, what I've been past. Yeah. Well, yeah, people out in the audience will be like, you idiot. <laughs> dumb, dumb. So, uh, anybody out in the audience, if they know exactly where it's at, you can, I, you can let us know. I feel like they should have, based on the name, that they should have a Hard Rock Cafe in Canton, but they don't, do they? No. You, well, you would think, since that's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Right. Is that's that, Canton, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cleveland. Is it is, Cleveland or well, outside? Can, Canton's, Canton's a football. A football Hall of Fame. Football. Yeah uh here it's around that area i don't i'm not sure you can go, go to the googles and find that out hall of fame is located in cleveland cleveland, cleveland rocks <laughs> yeah you would think they they have a herd rack somewhere near there in the, in the vicinity of that but uh, do you know are you familiar with planet hollywood yes do you remember that chain which i think it's pretty much defunct now but there's still a few around when I was in high school, we went there and they had the, uh, which is kind of apropos, they had the heart from Indiana Jones. You know, the heart that oh, they hold? Oh, yeah, yeah. From it Temple was of up, Doom? Yeah, it was up on the wall. Oh, yeah. oh which, which uh, Planet Hollywood was that? That was in Orlando, because I went there. That okay. was when I went with yeah. the band to March. Yeah, been there many times. But were you aware that there for a brief moment, we had one in Columbus? No. Yeah, there was one in Columbus at one of the one of the big kind of shopping plazas. I can't. Yeah, Easton. like it might. Yeah, I think it might have been Easton. Uh, and they, yeah, they had the 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 mutts cuts from Dumb and Dumber. They had the, that vehicle there. The uh, whole car, the stuff. whole van. Yeah, the whole car. It was out in the out in the lobby in front of the. Because wow. that Hard Rock was in in like inside uh, the complex, and then they had that out in the out front yeah um anyway here is my drinking vessel uh since it's valentine's day i had this i i bought this after we did the episode um of the princess bride oh that's 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 awesome yeah <laughs> contents may contain what phil iocane powder <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i was at uh, books a million this week and I was looking at some of the coffee mugs and they had they had some cool ones. They had one with Edgar Allan Poe. It says Poe me another cup. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, I love puns. But they do have, yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of different ones. 
po puns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into since this is a this is our uh, uh, sort of Valentine's Day themed uh, episode, and we are going to review uh, the movie Kate and Leopold. Oh, um, are we? Yeah. Did you watch <laughs> it, Phil? I did. <laughs> I, I originally saw that. I don't honestly. I don't know if I saw that. In the theaters, or if I just got it at Blockbuster because there were, you know, that was back in the day when they had such things. Blockbuster. Uh, yeah, Blockbuster. <laughs> Go down and, and rent a movie um, at Blockbuster. But I anyway, Blockbuster. I, I might have had it, I might have seen a DVD. I don't think I saw it at the theater. I just think I saw it, like probably rented it from uh, Blockbuster. Awesome. Uh, I remember, I, I didn't see it in the theater because this came, it came out in 2001 and I was the. 13 at the time but i remember my sisters and i that was one of our repeat movies that we watched over and over and over and over i love mm-hmm. it i have it memorized like the back of my hand um and we had the vhfs of it and we just watched it over and over and not vhs yeah. we had the dvd they had dvds then so which it's fun watching it because that movie came out in 2001 so i mean it's not that far displaced from modern i mean well i guess it is now like 21 years which I mean, I can't wow, believe that. Yeah. you think, you know, 2001, but that is, but I mean, you look at the technology, you know, the answering machines and the phones and Palm pilot, Palm pilot, which, you know, <laughs> kids these days don't pilot. know what that is. <laughs> yeah. That's basically a cell phone without the phone. The sticky the thing. I yeah. know the, the sticky thing. <laughs> Stylus. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it was, it was a fun kind of revisiting mm-hmm. that era. And I know like I did when I was watching it, I wasn't sure what year it was. And I was kind of thinking it was mid nineties, but yeah. I mean, close, I mean, a few years off, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, but before we get into all, all the movie talk, um, cause I could, I mean, we could just jump into this movie talk and I could talk for hours about it, but, yeah. um, before we do that, let's do a little bit of Valentine's history. We're going to talk about three very important dates about to come up, Phil. Are you ready? I'm ready. Date number uh, one. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, date number one is February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. Hmm. Do you know the origins of Valentine's Day? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say no, because typically when someone asks that, you think you do, but it's not like the real, real history, so... To the Googles. Yeah, to the Googles. Won't you, won't you tell us? Won't you fill us in? All right. Well, according to NPR, this, is, this will be my NPR voice. <clears throat> exact origins are unclear. <laughs> but they're believed to have started in ancient Rome. A lot of crazy stuff happened in that Rome time when they think it originated. I'm not going to go into it on here. If you're really intrigued, go Google it yourself. Um, but later, Pope Gelatius, um, the first muddled things in the fifth century by combining St. Valentine's Day with Lupercalia, which was a pagan mm. festival held each year in Rome on, on February 15th. And he did this in order to expel the pagan rituals. As the years went on, the holiday grew sweeter. 
Chaucer and Shakespeare romanticized it in their works and it gained popularity throughout Britain and the rest of Europe. Handmade paper cards became the token du jour in the Middle Ages. Eventually, the tradition made its way to the New World. The Industrial Revolution ushered in factory-made cards in the 19th century, and in 1913, Hallmark Cards of Kansas City began mass-producing Valentines. February has not been the same since. Mm. So, do you do the whole cliche thing with the cards and the roses and the candies and all that stuff, or do you try to keep it interesting and, you know, buy a board game? <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, I don't like to do the same thing year after year after year, so I try to mix it up somewhat. Here's the, <clears throat> the second date we're going to go over. Galentine's Day. Do you know what Galentine's Day is, Phil? Yeah, is that uh, when you take your gal out? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. It's when it's a it's a holiday for all girls, you know, with oh, your girlfriends okay. and stuff to appreciate girl friendships. Um, and Merriam-Webster is thinking about turning it into an actual word, and it comes from Parks and Recreation when Leslie Nope celebrated it on february 13th the day before valentine's day now now the third the third date is the 15th the day after valentine's day this is my day okay it's singles awareness day singles awareness day <laughs> which ironically if you take the acronym it does spell sad um <laughs> But here's some information from the United States Census. Tuesday, February 15th, it is no accident that the day after Valentine's Day is lately observed as Singles Awareness Day. Part of the mo motivation is disdain for the great commercialization surrounding Valentine's Day. But the greater part is to recognize and celebrate individual worth without formal attachment to others. While there are some 138 million married adults in America, the number of singles is close behind at around 126 million. This gap is far narrower than what was the case in 1950 when there were 74 million married Americans and 37 million singles. A lot more people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So those are the days we're talking about. But I, I will say too, it's, like during Christmas, like I was at the store and they already had, uh, they already had uh, Valentine's Day candy out. My goodness. And we hadn't even had Christmas yet. Yeah. It's right. just like, who who is buying? I want to know who is buying all this like Valentine's Day candy before Christmas even. We even have Christmas. Right. Because it's going to go bad, right? Well, I mean, candy. I mean, I mean, I don't think it'll go bad. I mean, I, I was joking around with the person. I said, well, as soon as. You know, right before February, we're going to have Halloween candy out again. It's like, it's crazy. No, once we're through St. Patrick's Day, there's going to be 4th of July stuff out on the shelves. Yeah. Commercialization. And then, uh, and then by uh, 4th of July, it'll be back to school. All the back to school stuff will be in the stores. And then Halloween. I mean, I know we shouldn't procrastinate and we should prepare ahead, but it's a little bit excessive. Yeah, but my goodness, having like four months to, to buy valentine's day candy man and you know i'm not to be cliche but you know all those guys are going out there getting it on 
Valentine's Day. They're getting the cards oh, yeah. for Valentine's Day. Well, that, that's my point is like, is there that much of a demand to have it out that soon? Are people actually buying it that soon? Because I don't even think about it until the month of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not last minute or anything, but my goodness, I don't need to. I'm still Christmas shopping. I don't need. If I buy Valentine's Day stuff around Christmas, I'll forget I have it by Valentine's yeah. Day and then have to buy stuff anyway. Well, I, I did like I was, you know, kind of joking around with the clerk and they did say it's like, well, they were happy to see it because like the strawberry chocolates were really good. It's the only time you can get it is around th uh, Valentine's Day. That is, so, that is true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It's a season, not a day anymore. Um, did you celebrate Lunar New Year? I did not. Did you? Yes, I always I do. February 1st. Is it the year of the tiger? Is that what it, it is? It is. Yep. You're so, the tiger. I mean, you can tell I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Mm-hmm. We're American, so we know the Super Bowl is coming up. And the Bengals and the Rams are playing. And I'm not a Bengals fan. And I've told all the people that live around here, I'm not rooting for the Bengals. Let's go Rams. But it is ironic that it is the year of the Tiger, the year the Bengals get into the Super Bowl. Oh. Pretty I interesting. I, I don't like it. Come on, Rams. Let's go. Let's go, Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you rooting for? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really. <laughs> I don't care. I've been so caught up with work and schoolwork i haven't even really paid much thought attention about it. honestly i haven't thought too much about it well i'll tell you can you just go ahead and root for the rams for me sure sure okay. <laughs> all right there we have it because we both are rooting for the rams they'll win yep All right, Kate and Leopold. It released December 25th, 2001 on Christmas Day. It's rated PG-13. How big of a how big of a deal was that do you think? Was it uh, did it do well at the box office? Was it a big a uh, big splash? I think Was it, it the talk of the town? I think it was fairly good. <laughs> I mean, on a it does not it does not shout Christmas movie to me. No. Like it's never cold. And Hugh Jackman's in it fresh off of uh his stint as Wolverine, I think the next men come out in 1999 or right around. I thought it was 2000 or 2001. It might have been 2000, but it was right around there. So, 76 million worldwide. Opening, they made 9.7 million. So, I mean, I don't know inflation. Depending on the budget, I mean, yeah. you don't know what the budget was, but usually, typically, in order for them to break even. I think they have to double the budget. Like if it costs nine million, they'd have to make eighteen to break even because taking an account of marketing and then like at the theater, they don't get the full cost of the ticket. They right. have to split it with the uh, Well, so then they probably so, did fairly well because if, if they made seventy six million, uh yeah. half of that And it's not like it's a big sci fi movie where there's a lot of you know, special effects or anything. It was probably most of it went to just hiring the actors. Yeah. Like I right. said, I'm sure Hugh Jackman, while he's big now, he was just kind of starting out then. So he probably mm -hmm. didn't get paid. I'm sure Meg Ryan got paid a lot more than he did. 
let me look at Which, when you know, X-Men came out. It came out in 2000. 2000, okay. Yeah, so he had Which, just come you know, out it's, that. It's funny, um, Liv, Liv Schreiber's in this, and both Liv Schreiber mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackman were in Wolverine Origins. Enemies, the, yes. X- yeah. Brothers. They were like brothers. So that, but that's kind of funny, you know, a little foreshadowing of what was... I do have to say their facial hair is awesome in that movie. Yeah. With with <laughs> the facial hair where it's not a beard, yeah. not not sideburns, not chops. It's like Yeah. <laughs> what do you not call sure, their beard? Uh, yeah. Not sure what that is. <laughs> All right. Um here's the synopsis of Kate and Leopold. An English duke from 1876 is inadvertently dragged to modern-day New York, where he falls for a plunky advertising executive. You know, I will say that um, Meg Ryan, at that point in her career, it was just Meg Ryan. (laughs) She played the same role so many times. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's all she did was, like, rom-coms. And... I mean, this is kind of, I think, towards the end of, like, her popularity. I mean, I don't think she's really been in much, like, throughout the 2000s. I mean, most no, of them are, like, early yeah. 80s, 90s. This is probably more towards the tail end of her popularity. Mm-hmm. But it's like she play, played the same role so many times. But it's I mean, also, I like her as an actor. She's how, a good actor. I agree that she's, like, almost the same character in all of them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I never felt like it was the same person in the movie. Do you know? Yeah. It's the same character, but I never felt, I, maybe because the people surrounding her are so different. But like, I didn't see Sleepless in Seattle. I didn't see um, uh, Joe versus Volcano. I didn't see, you know, those, I didn't see her. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. puzzle piece, but they're in different puzzles. Yeah. 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 I don't know. After a while, to me, it's just like when you, when there's not much variety, it's the exact same role. Even though there's little twists on them, it's mm-hmm. oh, it's like okay, it's Meg Ryan. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I see her and I think of the actress, not the, oh, the character. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you're it's yeah. Meg Ryan. Not to say she did a Meg bad Ryan. job, but it's just like that's, you know, it gets to the point. It's just like oh, she she that's the only role she, she really took there. <laughs> I agree you with mail. you. Yeah. You got mail. No, no, she's like she's the same character in that too. It, yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> she's maybe because she's these are all rom coms. Maybe we're we're as or me as a girl as more I'm vicariously yeah. portraying her, you know, because so she's she's the weird. She's a little weird and awkward in her mannerisms yeah. and stuff like that. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if she can be weird and awkward and succeed in a rom com, maybe I can. <laughs> I liked. I always liked um, Inner Space. Did you ever oh, see that? Oh, that is maybe? a good one. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, she was Martin in that. Yeah. Short. Martin Short. Yep. Yeah. Which was a remake. Um, which is a remake of old. I, I believe it was a Disney movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was '89, maybe uh, around that area. But oh, yeah, that, that that was, awesome that's movie. probably my favorite movie she was in. But yeah. Oh, I've totally for until you said it, I'd forgotten about it. I loved that movie. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And then um, it was kind of a you. You mentioned Viola Davis was in this mm-hmm. movie. She plays which, the police uh, woman. Yeah. Stuart. Yep. Stuart. 
What I want you to do is pick up the bleep. <laughs> I will yeah. not. I will not do such a thing. <laughs> Which uh, I think that, uh, you know, of course, he did a good job doing that, doing that role. But it's just like he took everything rather well. I mean, seeing cars and, you know, going from the gilded age 18 1875 i think is when that took place and then 76 all oh, 76 yeah yeah okay um which was an you know era of progress for the united states it was mm-hmm. everything business or uh, manufacturer was booming all that stuff but i mean i i i uh, realized he was an inventor but man he he like really uh you know most people be like super freaked out i think if you jumped well, he had a period of freaked outness, but he did adapt very quickly. Yeah. Like when he when he woke up, <clears throat> first of all, Stuart was ridiculous and stupid for taking that camera and just holding it out in a crowd and taking pictures. And then he took bear spray. What if someone had used that on him there? He Stuart just did not think things through. But um when he got back and and leopold wakes up and it turns on the tv and then turns on the speakers and then bart is barking and and it was he i think he did a very good job of acting how someone would you know perceive all that happening yeah. like you he was, thought he was going crazy for a moment there yeah which you know if you had today's technology which is just not too too far from that i mean you'd have your google glass you could just covertly take pictures through the the camera in your glasses and you could you know you wouldn't have to worry about that awkward of course back then nobody probably would have an inkling of what that was i mean you'd just be holding up something mm, that's true and it was tiny yeah that's another sign of the times is at the end of the film he has to have that film developed yeah you know it's not a digital phone where you're taking a picture yeah. and you can yeah. just swipe no he had to he had to wait a few days to have them developed yeah and then they're kind of going through all the pictures. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that uh, the youth of today don't know the meaning of patience. No, you take a picture, get, you don't know what it looks like. Yeah. For you days. don't get immediate gratification. It's just, and then you know you, you're someplace on vacation, or you meet somebody famous, you get your picture taken, and then you get it back, and it's just blurry, and it's oh man. I mean, now you take your it, fingers you in say, front of the lens. Yeah. <laughs> now you take it, you saw oh, that one, and you good, and just retake it. But. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, by the way, so the director was James Mangold. Mm-hmm. Now, he uh, he was also a producer on Logan in 2017. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say he was associated, affiliated with Logan. And The Greatest Showman and Ford versus Ferrari. But he's worked with Hugh a lot. Um, he directed Walk the Line, The Wolverine from 2013, one of my favorite movies, 310 to Yuma, and Girl Interrupted from 99. And he's working on the screenplay for Indiana Jones 5. Well, there you go. That's a whole, a whole other Indiana Jones 5. That's a whole, whole other discussion, but I don't know. Are you excited or not excited? Based on the last um, one, I don't think you would be, would you? No, nah, I'm not really. I think we should have stopped at the trilogy because, like, the last one I didn't feel was like really great. Well, I, honestly, in this day and age where people are just churning out movies and TV shows mm-hmm. just constantly, they're able to do this with these films. And, and But sometimes it's almost, at what point is quality better than quantity? You know, um, 
stop it. <laughs> stop, stop ruining our classics. And, and yeah, I would rather come up with like something fresh or a new idea than just kind of rehashing and just trying to grab money by like, Hey, this is a really good movie. Let's remake it. Or like, let's, yeah. you know, do a sequel. That's not really warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I would, I get sick of sick of sequels uh, or just like, like remakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and especially okay. when you had one that didn't do too well, like yeah, the last Indiana Jones. So why, why are you doing it anyway? Um, okay, back to Kate and Leopold. So, the elevator scene with with uh, Liv, Liv Shriver, yeah, yeah. What do you think of it when he when the dog goes out there and then he's he fall, he walks into the? I'm just saying, Stuart is a mess. I was, I was worried about the dog. Isn't it funny when like you have situations like that in a movie where you have a person, a dog, you're always like, not the dog. (laughs) dog. Not the dog. Well, I have some, I have some information because, you know, you look at that and you think Stuart's just not paying attention. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, people are more aware of their surroundings. That's not going to happen with a, with an elevator, but it can. Well, you know, I don't know, because especially this day and age with people with, you know, telephones, they're just like, you know, walking, not paying attention to what they're doing. Or like if you had mail or something like that. I mean, you you aren't really expecting. I mean, it comes commonplace riding an elevator and the door opens, you walk in, you don't think about it. Yeah. You don't don't imagine it's (laughs) not going to be there. So, I mean, I can kind of see that happening. I'm sure it's I'm sure you have an example. (laughs) (laughs) From LawyerOne.com, there are about 71,000 elevators, escalators, and related equipment in New York City, according to the city's Department of Buildings. In the United States, more than 30 victims die every year, and 17,000 injuries occur in elevator accidents. Many of these accidents could have been prevented if the proper precautions had been taken. And four of the most common elevator problems... Misleveling, which is when it fails to reach the level, like when Kate opened yeah. the door opens and it's not there. Um, door strikes when the you know with the automatic doors, mm-hmm. they can malfunction and strike the the people. You people have lost limbs because oh, no. they, they put their arm because they think that they it'll the eye will catch it. Yeah, and it actually closes on their arm. Yeah, yeah. So don't do that for people. I know people want to be nice, but just don't put your arm in the, in the door. Abrupt stop. So it's like, it stops suddenly. So you, you can have like ankle and knee injuries and then falls down the shaft. Someone could fall down an elevator shaft because the outer doors locking system doesn't work. Mm. So I'll just take the stairs. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, elevators do scare me. Do they not scare you? Uh, used to a little bit but you know again i'm in so many buildings with elevators you don't even think about it anymore yeah yeah i mean really if you should be scared of anything it's like stepping into your car there's so many different variables i mean you think you're flying down the road at 70 miles an hour just there's so many things that can go wrong mechanical malfunction you know you could have a deer hop out in the middle of the road you have to worry about other drivers i mean it's I'm, it's way more scary than an elevator. I'm panicking. I don't think I'm going to leave this room. Everyone's going to have to bring me food. Yeah. And other other 
Other things, I'm never leaving this room again. Thank you very much, Stuart. <laughs> what do you think about the mode of time travel? They kind of just like uh, glossed over it. I mean, I don't think it really, uh, that wasn't the focus. It wasn't like Back to the Future where you had to explain it. It just, it was a device to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was sufficient enough. It's just like, okay, well, this this uh, anomaly happens. Mm-hmm. Have a chart, it happens every so often. I think in spot. a in a rom com, historical and scientific accuracy is not the number one thing. Right, right. Because there were a lot of I'm not even going to go over all of them. There were a lot of historical inaccuracies with the date because like things that he'd mentioned based on what year he was from, things shouldn't have happened or he wouldn't have known certain things like La Bohème and other things. But and then when it comes to the science, I think that they didn't really explain it fully to almost use that as a reason to not make it scientifically inaccurate because he just said you have to go the speed of, I don't know, what was the speed of a, you're falling? What's that called? Uh, inertia? Or... The speed that you reach your maximum speed okay. or whatever. Which yeah. for a human, it's like 122 miles an hour or something like that. But, I mean, I thought it was okay. He found a wormhole. What I don't get yeah. is... Well, l- luckily, the wormhole was over the river. So if, if you happen to miss it, <laughs> uh, at least you had a chance to survive. A very slim chance. How high Hit is the, the Brooklyn Bridge off the water? Uh, pretty high, but... I mean, that's why you want to go feet first and not like... <laughs> <laughs> Bot or belly flop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't want a cannonball. But so that was a week, a week apart, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. understand why it was a week apart, but it's a wormhole back to the same day back in time. I think it's just a fixed point that okay. um, that anomaly just shows up. And I mean, you could, I think you could travel either way, like on those dates. It was just a, a, stable wormhole that disconnected those two days or whatever so it's like a well i guess the other one yeah you're right i mean i guess like i guess maybe it was a fixed point in the past but in the future just whenever it opened it would like right so my question is if i mean time travel we're gonna bend our minds again why were there not two leopolds when she went back because he technically had done that day already well, he did, but then that's why he said you going back, you may have to, you know, kind of redo some stuff. But I think I think there there was a potential to you didn't really seem too much other than just coming in. Yeah, but technically, if he'd if he had already lived that time when his uncle's yelling at him, you need to marry somebody, and he's getting dressed, and then he goes down there and dances with Miss Tree and everything. Mm-hmm. That there should have been two of him there, unless he was just hiding out, and then the at the point he disappeared and ran out, he but he didn't see Liv Schreiber again because he kept on like when he was dancing, he was like looking over there, and he didn't try to right, stop and he him didn't follow him. Time. Yeah, so reasons. It's a rom com. You aren't supposed to think about it too hard. I mean, because it makes sense once he gets up there and announces the girl who he's going to marry. He wasn't there, so that makes sense. Yeah, that he, was already past the point of his right. point of departure when he left. Yeah. Yeah. This is where it's rom-com. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to get too back back to the future 
back to the future yeah, um, how did you like uh how did you like the point where he like found his uh kind of trinket box like in the old house oh under the mantelpiece yeah. yeah yeah no i love i love that kind of stuff like when i was 13 and watching this i was like you know even at that age i was thinking time travel is still possible so this could actually happen. You were pulling on all the fixtures in your house and stuff saying, mm -hmm. trying to find signs. Yeah. And also, you know, now I'm older and now I'm wanting it to be possible because the, now here's the question, Phil, say you're Leopold or say, uh, you know, whoever, and you discover time travel, like say I'm Kate. Mm -hmm. Now, would I do what she did? I've known this guy for a week. Okay, and now I'm just going to up and leave my new VP position and follow him to 1876. Or you have no rights. Yeah. Or you'd probably, you'd probably be burned as a witch <laughs> because, like, <laughs> you'd be talking about stuff. I mean, um, and even the way she was dressed, I mean, like, because back then, like, they were talking about, like, in one of our history classes, it's like you could be arrested if you had, if your dress was, like, three inches above your ankle. Yeah, I mean, like with women. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would suck just because as a woman, you really wouldn't have any rights. I mean, yeah, I don't think she fully <laughs> thought it through. It's kind of like in Frozen when Anna just accepts the marriage proposal to a guy she just met. It's like, yeah. think it through, Kate. I mean, you'll just give it time and maybe you'll find a Leopold here. I just don't know. He was charming though. Well, and I, I do realize, I mean, he'd be better off if he went to the future because it's like, it's yes. really kind of the great stuff. However, I mean, that would change the future if he left permanently. So you couldn't really, you know, cause but he like, invented all these things like the elevator. Oh, and that's true. so if you, if he ended up missing, then none of that stuff had happened and change the course of history. Oh my gosh. Headache. Yeah. So that was the only, I mean, she could go back and maybe she'd go back and visit the future. Maybe they both could. That wormhole happens every. He said 20 years. Couple months. No, uh, he said 20 years. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She comes back and Brecken Meyer's married and has kids with that girl. And, and they're like, they're like 18 years old. And, oh my, I don't know. I, it would be interesting. I mean, that's why it's a rom-com. Oh, it was, it's 20 years on their side, but maybe not this side since it's fixed. Oh, it goes to the same doesn't... point. Yeah. Cause it always comes back to the same point. So of course that day would pass. And then after that day would pass, you wouldn't have access to that. Uh, so they just go back in yeah, time to it... visit the same Kate and Leopold. Yeah. So yeah, that would be, yeah. So basically they would be back in time and every, every few hours, a different decade of their loved ones come back to see them. And just in, once that one day's over with, they never see them again, but they, yeah, see, they them could never see them. And, they, and it's in the evening. So like the day's almost over anyway, by the time they, <laughs> I, yeah. it's good for a movie, but I think she made the wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she did. <laughs> Also, she'd probably, speaking... she probably get dysentery or something back then. I mean, didn't have medicine. Yeah. She probably died a the, few months uh, later. <laughs> probably the expected uh, life expectancy is probably like 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back, back then. And then get Leo's like, well, and... let me go talk to Miss Tree again. I don't know what to do. Um, speaking yeah. of that scene in her wardrobe, 
one of the major things that everyone has always talked about is that her dress changes. Did you notice it changing? Um, it, it looked kind of more Victorian or kind of more. But the like, continuity, she didn't change when she jumped through the wormhole. Yeah. So yeah. She, her dress, when she's at the marketing, whatever meeting or whatever it was, she has, it's like, there's no lace on the collar of yeah. her dress and there's no train. But when she goes back to uh, 1876, yeah. she has lace here yeah. and there's a big old fluffy, fluffy train. Yeah. And that, that's what I was saying. It kind of got, it looked more Victorian. period authentic. Yeah. If not, because like I'm saying, she would have been thrown in jail or she would have just been like shot or something because she would have been showing too much skin. You know, it's like, oh, well. Well, and if you look at the other girls' dresses, they have sleeves. They all have sleeves. Hers is almost sleeveless. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't just arrest her right then and there. Yeah, they could have. I don't know. Thanging. I will say, if James Alexander Malcolm McKenzie Frazier were to jump through time and come here... I might jump back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Duke of Margin. Mar 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 Margin. Yeah, right there. Oh, I don't know. It would be a very difficult decision. But after a week, no, I'd be like, dude, you got to stay here. I'm not going back there. Mm -mm. I mean, why did he never think that? Why did he jump back? Well, I think didn't Liv say, hey, you got you to gotta go back? Yeah. Well, too, like, he was at odds with Kate at the time because where he was peddling pond scum or, like, you know, he was just like, eh, yeah, they don't have any morality here. They don't have yeah, any ethics. that's true. And then she was basically, well, we had a good weekend and that was it. See ya. Peace out. But then she's going to go back there and say, you guys have a little bit too much. Uh, I mean, I don't guess you can't have too much morality, but they... Like you said, women have no rights there. So why? I no. just don't know. I don't know. She wasn't thinking. Nope. It's a rom-com. The other thing I wanted to mention was um, the Longitude Symposium. So there's a, you know, the scene when Stuart is on the phone with Kate trying to explain to her at the beginning that he discovered time travel, basically. Yeah. Well, on the back of the wall above the coat hangers is a, a poster for the Longitude Symposium. And I've never, I've never noticed it before. And so I thought, hey, let's Google it. And it's, they clearly put it in here purposely because the Longitude Rewards were the system of um, prizes offered by the British government for a simple and practical method for the precise determination of a ship's longitude at sea. The rewards established through an act of parliament in 1714. The problem of determining longitude on land had been solved, but the method was useless at sea because a ship's movements made it impossible to time the eclipse of Jupiter's moons accurately. <laughs> I don't even know what any of this means. Longitude is much harder to calculate than latitude because it, it changes like 15 degrees or something. Long story short, it was a way to navigate, and I feel like they put it up there because he's trying to find a way Navigating to navigate time. time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. So then, uh, if, if, if they had a sequel to this movie, would you go see it? Do you think they should do a sequel to it? 
since we were talking about sequels earlier. Are we talking about new people or are we going back to Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman? Uh, Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. I'll say the same people. Like they traveled back to visit because it's been yeah. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. If they had some kind of, you know, hey, we're going to go back, we're going to go back after we've been living in 18, 1800s, uh, we're going to escape, escape know, before but, World War One. But then we're, <laughs> but then we're getting back into the the whole thing of should we rehash things or should we just leave? I would love yeah. to see it, but then I was just going to say, would you go see it? Would you think that that's, Oh yeah. 100%. Since we were talking, since we were talking about like uh, some stuff, they should just like, let alone, would you like to see like a sequel to that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because again, this, this movie is a very, like we did that top 10 movie episode a long time ago. Yeah. This would fall under that. It was one of my favorite movies of all time. That mm -hmm. era, the whole, like, late 90s mid 2000s was a really big rom-com era you know mm -hmm. uh how to lose a guy in ted days all those kind of movies so and meg ryan was in every one of them <laughs> she she literally was <laughs> did she do any other roles in her space <laughs> that was still a rom-com in a way uh ish i mean not straight up but Remember that scene in that movie when the guy gets shrunk and he's like a little guy in a, in the white suit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you think Meg Ryan, you don't think. Yeah. Yeah, there's an occasional one-off other roles, but the majority of them were rom-coms. Yeah. That was yeah. her thing. I love this movie. I mean, we have plenty of, uh, of lines from it, like, uh, shake and shake the ketchup bottle. None will come and then a lot'll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you want some pirate's booty? <laughs> oh, and it didn't dawn on me till now that the kid is eating pirate's booty and then that preempts Hugh or Leopold to do the Pirates of Penzance, like play it out for him. I did not connect the two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do love this movie. Uh, it was it was good to go back. Like I said, I haven't seen this movie since probably it came out or mm -hmm. like a year around a year when it came out um so it was it was it was good to revisit it mm -hmm. and especially you got kind of the flavor of the late 90s early turn of the turn of the century there kind of what it was like you kind of you kind of forget about some of those things but yep yep yeah so, so phil if you them. had are you a rom-com fan uh, I mean, they're, they're okay. I yeah. Mean, it's not my, my forte, but I mean, obviously, you know, I've seen this one before, so it was, and this one had a good hook to it. I mean, it wasn't just straight up. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. you got mail or something like that. It had like that sci-fi hook. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I wanted to do an episode on it. Cause I, I know rom-coms probably aren't your favorite. So I, I yeah. wanted to choose one that we both could enjoy. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, go to the movies and see a rom com. Let's put it that way, probably. I mean, just like if I don't have anything else to do on a Saturday, it's like, hey, that new Meg Ryan rom com. <laughs> so, <laughs> if awesome. other than this one, if you had to, if you had to watch a rom com right now, what would it be? I don't know if I could name one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
off the top of my head. I'm sure. I mean, I know, you know, like you got mail and like yeah. yada, 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 some of them, but I'm trying to think of 10 things I hate about you. Were you a fan of that? Oh, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would watch that. But that's, you know, yeah. again, that's Shakespeare. That's uh, mm-hmm. Take Me to the True. That's that's a remake of Take Me to the True. Which also, if you think about it, all those rom-coms, like what was the one with Channing Tatum and uh, She's All That? Or no, not She's All That. I, that I, would, I would see Much Ado About Nothing. Okay. That is uh, Shakespeare rom-com. Uh, I'll is. accept and, that. Yes. And it is. I mean, it's got romance and comedy and that's all it is but pretty much but there are so many rom-coms like during that that era that you watched in high school after you read the actual shakespearean play in school you know it and it was an that way you could see the interesting takes and how people modernize shakespeare yeah how about um do you like shakespeare in love do you like that movie yeah that was good yeah i did see that that's his version of a rom-com right or well yeah sort of a Shakespeare he didn't write it but and Voldemort in it no his brother Shakespeare in love oh was that not Rafe who was that no that was his brother Joseph Fiennes. oh okay yeah. yes it was it was Joseph not Rafe Fiennes. it had Ben Affleck he and then he disappears for the length of a bible <laughs> <laughs> that's right well he disappears. what was Rafe in uh other than uh Made in Manhattan mm-hmm. that was a rom-com and mm-hmm. uh Oh, uh, English patient, right? Yeah, yeah. There's someone on YouTube went and took like a bunch of his movies, mm-hmm. and they deep fake Voldemort's face on him, like as that character. <laughs> so that's speaking hu- of characters with no nose, um, this is a weird transition. But have you watched all of Bo- Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Okay, all of it. Like you watched episode six. There's one episode left, so I haven't watched that because it hadn't come out yet. Okay, I really don't want to ruin it in case I've gotten it wrong because I know I've watched all of them. What happens at the end of episode six? Spoilers, people. Yeah. Don't listen if you haven't watched. Yeah, spoiler alert. Like with Cad Bane? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want to I knew, sure. like a friend of mine said that too. As soon as you can see him in the distance, I'm like, that's Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. Cad Bane. The hat. Cad Bane alert. Cad Bane. That's the thing with Star Wars is they have amazing silhouettes. Yeah. You know, yeah. people off in the distance, you know exactly who they are. Now, what did you think about? He had no nose, by the way. That's how I was yeah. transitioning. How, what What do you, I mean, did you watch the Clone Wars? Like the, yes. Where he was, okay, so. But I'm, I'm foggy on it because it was a while back that I watched all of them. Well, I mean, just what do you, I just wondered if you were familiar with the. Who he is. Animated. Because obviously that was brought to life through. Clone Wars that that mm-hmm. character was introduced there and so making a real life character do you think that they were true to that do you think they did a good uh rendition I mean we line? haven't seen much of him so it would still yet to be determined but I saw some people redo his face because his his nose yeah. looks almost clown like well I'll tell you the big problem with it and I've seen some people actually fix it and it does look better is his mouth's too high because in the cartoon it's down here. Because I and saw he's dark- his teeth. His teeth yeah. are really exaggerated. And he's darker blue. Now that being said, this is an older version because mm-hmm. he is like he was old for his race back in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Not to get too fanboyish, but so I mean, like he's that's like having a hundred year old, you know, 
human. Yeah. So I mean, his skin would have differences, probably be pigmentation whatever, changes. But, yeah. But just the kind of the shape of his face, I think his mouth needs to be kind of like lower. But I think they overall they did a good job. I mean, I knew who it was. So you're probably talking about thirty years difference from. Well then, yeah, it. he's not going to look the same, people. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did I think a good they job. Did a now, good job with the with the vents or whatever they yeah. are on. Yeah. on yeah, I think that I think it was good. The fact that we knew who he was at the oh yeah in the distance. And I think was, they have the same voice actor doing that did the, the cartoons. That oh, does that mean we'll have a live action mall anytime and Sam Witwer well, will voice him? Maybe they need. But to do I a think solo they did. Too. I mean, I don't think they got Ahsoka perfectly. I mean, oh. I think I don't think you could have done a better job with her. Mm-mm. So, I mean, that was spot on. And um, yeah. yeah so. Well, before we get into all that, I mean, because we, we could talk yeah. about it forever. Um, uh, we need to do an episode of Boba Fett when it's when it's done. We'll do that and we'll discuss all the things. I've already contacted our Star Wars expert, Jedi Master Robbie, and he's going to join us for an episode okay. in the future. There okay. you go. Now, one thing we need to do sometime... And I know you you haven't really watched it, but we need to just do it so we can talk about a Squid Game. I don't want to watch Squid Game. Do, do you know, do you know that? Do you know the premise of Squid it's Game? It's like a what? really bad Hunger Games, isn't it? Yeah, well, kinda. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's People it's like really good though. People told me to though. watch it, and I just is it really violent? Mm-hmm. That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I honestly, normally, Phil, I'm really like all about watching and trying different shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, there are some things I just, I don't think, how about this? I'll watch the first episode. Watch the first two, because the first one, like, you're going to be like, they're kind of establishing characters, and then it doesn't really get started until the second episode. How many episodes are there? Eight? There's, there's eight, but they do have the first game. Which is kind of, but like some of the characters seem like really over the top the first episode. They're just like, and then some of them are just like, man, that guy's, that guy's a jerk. And he is, but he doesn't get a chance to kind of redeem himself. So, I mean, I, I like, I wanted to watch it because everyone was saying to watch it. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't, I will watch it for you, Phil. But if just I watch two episodes, and okay. if you don't like it, you don't have to do it anymore. Oh, okay, I'll do that. By the way, <laughs> Professor Phil, I don't have it here, but I wa- I bought the all three John Wicks and I watched the first one. Oh, well, how'd you like that? Um, uh, the what I was worried about was exactly accurate. Um, I did not know it was a puppy. Th- oh yeah. And I did not know it was a beagle. Yeah. <laughs> I had a beagle. Um, yeah. and so when they did that, I. I know that they're fictional characters and those are actors, but I want to go hurt them. Oh, I know. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I was kind of talking earlier. If it's like, if you have a movie and you have a person and a dog, you're not worried about that person. You're worried about the dog. And that there was poor no need guy. for them to do that. Just throw the puppy in the other room and shut the door. Yeah. But that's the whole, I mean, then there wouldn't be a movie. You know? I know. It hurts. It's like watching that part. But that's what fuels his rage for three movies. Well, and- Is that puppy? You hurt salt, my puppy. Salt in the wound. <laughs> I didn't know how he got the puppy. Yeah. And then yeah. he didn't oh, yeah, even have can... it that long. Don't don't mess with John Wick. <sighs> he, yeah. It was very cathartic how he just got revenge on all of them. Anyway. Yeah. But I mean, overall, though, did you like it other than. Oh, puppy? yeah. No, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm 
excited. I'm going to watch the next two, but I was, you know, like, I don't, I didn't want to binge them. I want to like kind of separate them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for this suggestion. Yeah, All right. No, are I'm you like... ready for our uh, Valentine's Day quiz? Oh, sure. All right. This one's a little different. These are going to be all audio clips that feature the word love. Okay. Okay. And all are you these have songs to... or movies or just a mixture? All of, it, all of it. Okay. It's all movie related though. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, gonna, have... I'm gonna probably not do so good on this. But... I think okay. I did. Okay. I always do these with you in mind. Okay. So all there right. might there might be a few that you're kind of like eh, I don't no know. pressure. Nope. Um, okay, the first one, let me get this all set up. Hey, Muggle with the Mic listeners, Katie here. Uh, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties and we did not get the Valentine's Day quiz time recorded. But we don't want you to miss out on the fun. So I'm going to go ahead and play each audio clip from a movie featuring the word love. And after each clip, I'll come back and let you know the answer. Let's see how well you do. Here's clip number one. If they lie to me, they don't respect me. If they don't respect me, how can they ever love me? Any guesses? Here's a clue. It's from the early 2000s, and it's a movie featuring Rome. That's from Gladiator. On to clip number two. I guess so. Besides, love isn't that important to me. Nah, never was. I could be perfectly happy the rest of my life without love. Did you get it? Here's a clue. It's a movie parody on Star Wars. The answer is Spaceballs. Clip number three. But you must remember, Mowgli. Greater love hath no one than he who lays down his life for his friend. The character's name should have given this one away. Did you hear Mowgli? This is from The Jungle Book. On to clip number four. Yeah. What you got in the box? Oh! You think this song is it's a baby fern. Really? Oh, yeah? Just like our relationship. A helpless little baby in need of tender, loving care. This one's from one of my favorites, from the early 2000s, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. How are you doing? Let's move on to clip number five. I have nothing left. Nothing to give you. I have no pride. No dignity. No money. I, I don't even know how we'll make a living, but... I promise I'll love you the rest of your life. Do you remember this movie? I'll give you a clue. A line from the movie is, Dave Rudaba is a scoundrel. I disapprove of his very existence. Does that ring a bell? Doc Holliday said it in Tombstone. Clip number six, coming at ya. I love daisies. You told me. They're so friendly. Don't you think that daisies are the friendliest flower? I do. Does that voice sound familiar? Yep, 
It's Meg Ryan from another of my favorites, You've Got Mail. Here comes audio clip number seven. Unfortunately, because we didn't get this recorded, we had a very fun interaction between Phil and I with this clip. It may have involved singing. It may have involved dancing. But we'll never be able to see it again. This one's from, yes, ladies and gentlemen, The Lion King. Clip number eight. Here we go. Love to hear this story, Andrew. Would you tell us? Margaret loves telling the story, so I'm just going to let her go ahead and do that. Do you remember this film? It starred the late and certainly great Betty White, and that movie is The Proposal. Clip number nine, it's going to be so fun. It's a mark. No, no, this kind of mark cannot be seen. It lives in your very skin. What is it? It wouldn't be Muggle with a Mic without a clip from this movie series about a boy who lived. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Now let's move on to our 10th and final audio clip. This clip does not necessarily say the word love, but it definitely infers it. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Does that clip ring a bell? Maybe I should play Can't Take My Eyes Off of You in the background. Picture it. Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, a football field with a marching band. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is from 10 Things I Hate About You. That concludes our altered version of quiz time. Thank you for playing. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Muggle with a Mic. Uh, On behalf of myself and Phil, thank you so much for listening and please stay tuned for further episodes. We'll catch you later.